Welcome everyone, Merry Christmas. I am Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. We are the Super Metal Brothers. We are right here for one reason and one reason only. You know us from doing the news, from doing a CD review a week, and doing some interviews across the year. But today is a very special day, Danny, isn't it? Today is where we force feed you our top 10, and you will sit there and you will like it because we can't hear you and you can hear us. Yeah, pretty much what's going to happen is, oh, Amy, welcome. Oh, this is very fantastic. Okay, so what is going to happen today? is we're going to run through our top 10 albums of the year. Uh, but more importantly, we want to reward all of our fans today, or one lucky fan today, and we're going to actually give them a, uh, a CD. Yeah. So Firstly all- signed CD. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And it's going to have even less value than you buy it that's because it's going right. to have our signature on it. So that's kind of cool. The point of the CD is it covers up all the scratch marks. So it looks like it's still a brand new CD, even though like we've just um, ah. destroyed it. Ah, yeah. that's um, that. There's that. So that's pretty cool. We're looking forward to uh, talking about that. So in order to win this CD, guys, all you have to do is jump on our Facebook page or just one of our pages, me and Danny, and just say whatever your favorite CDs of the year. And what we'll do, we'll get all the names, We'll pop it in that hat over there. There's the hat. Thank oh, you. Very much. Oh. It's all over. All right, we, we, over. We've lost all the names in the hat. <laughs> oh, it's down here. So we've already got two names in the hat. We've got Patrick, and we've also got another one, haven't we, Danny? Yes. Um, without cheating. Oh, that is Patrick. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we had a 50 50 chance. And Jamie Jackson. And Jamie, Jamie Jackson. Jackson so there. you two guys are in the running so far to win the CD. You have a 50% chance. So anyone out there who wants the CD, just go ahead and put on our wall what your favorite CD of the year is. If you win, you can pick whatever city we, we uh, reviewed this year and uh, choose whatever one you want and we'll sign it for you, all right? Yeah, sounds pretty exciting for us. All right, so without further delay, let's get right into it, Danny. We're going to talk straight up from the 10th uh, placed album of the year. And this one, Danny, was a latecomer from the year, so uh, it quite made it just in the end, but uh, it was a decent album, wasn't it? It was. It was a Canadian band, so you always have to look after Canadians. They're always so nice and polite. You have to give them something. So they get like the um, complimentary prize coming 10th. Yeah, what's that all about? Who's that all about? <laughs> so I'm we, not your guy, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your friend, pal. <laughs> so the band was out for the Jews, Ancients. Two Eyes, Ancients. Voice of, from the Void. Now, this album here, when we reviewed it, we were a really little surprised when I first saw the first track. I, was, I thought it was going to be like a metalcore kind of groove thing, but the more you deep into this album, the more layers it has. And uh, was it surprised that uh, we were going to have a progressive metal band in the top 10, Danny? We did review quite a lot of them this, this year. This year was Year of the Progressive. And considering all that, the progressive media and like the social justice warriors out there, progressive is actually a bit of a dirty name at the moment. So I was really struggling to um, accept these guys in our top progressive 10. Progressive metal band from Canada. Oh, wow. Jeez, oh, man. I, I, I was seeing less of a plot twist with uh, paper. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Canada factory. Oh, wow. I'll write pen on you. That was hard. Yeah, they're trying to be everybody's friends. So they, they actually will be everybody's friends because they're kind of a mixture of like old school Opeth and current Mastodon. So they're yeah. pretty much getting a good spread of our metal metal genres metal fans out there yeah we're quite lucky with uh with, with it for them you know so congratulations guys uh was there anything in the album that uh, failed from getting it higher for you though danny i mean we did kind of touch on how diverse the album is and how many mm. kind of things very long songs yeah uh, a lot of sections like the acoustic passages a lot of singing death metal growls you know the, like you're saying the combination between opeth and uh and mastodon but so why don't it feature higher on the list 
Oh, I think it was probably a bit too much like Obeth Malsham. They didn't really bring that much new. And the sound can be a bit same, same after a while. Like the whole album, it can have a bit of a similarity to it. Yeah, so. it's hard for me with metal because uh, I like it like a, like a Mac is metal, fast and quick, you know, a little bit like Dan yeah. likes his ladies. But um, what we need to know is how much it stays with us. And the riffs uh, were a little bit short from being spectacular, but the overall experience was quite pleasant. So uh, overall, the Ancients album, enjoy your top 10 spot, guys. You know, we're going to play that on uh, Facebook. Because I don't know how many people want to hear what we have to say about that. But to number nine, now this one here was a very, very big surprise for me, Danny, because I did not even think Pamela would ever come back into my life. Yeah. But here we are. We're in a small room, very cozy together today, and we're talking about Sabaton, The Last Stand. They call it Sabaton. Yeah, what's going on with that, Danny? Why did we get Power Metal to make it so high? I can't really work it out. I think in Matt's well and your well, man, it's because we only started reviewing albums in the last half of the year, so we didn't have enough decent albums <laughs> to knock Sabaton out. But to their credit, they were, it was actually a very surprising album. I mean, it had great diversity, uh, nice song structures, very, uh, very historic. I learned a lot through um, history through the um, uh, album so that always makes it quite a bonus so that's true a lot of positives the guy he's saying kind of remind me of an old Scottish guy in a bar very entertaining very entertaining yeah he had because uh, he actually featured on another CD we reviewed this year paying that record from Coming Home so we're quite um, it, was, it was hilarious like it was like that that voice was so iconic with us it stuck with us all year you know kind of like you know your favourite Lord of the Rings sitting around having a beer telling you about all those war stories and he remembers the war stories so fondly you know how many those have been raped and pillaged through it almost seems inconsequential to how much fun he had doing it and I guess you kind of get drawn into that side of the uh, the war you know yeah because he's like has a whole Scottish background he was talking about like some Japanese subplots and like Egyptian whatever subplots you, you gotta think does he really know history or is he just like one of those guys who has a, such a believable tone in his voice you just think yeah he knows his shit even though you don't fact check anything yeah, yeah, I gotta be honest. Like when I um kind of got into it, uh, I guess you know victory always favors. Oh, history always favors the victors. You know what I mean? And uh, you know to look on it, you can look at it how you want to. You could be like, oh, twenty million people died, or oh, nine thousand people lived. You yeah. know, like wow. You know, it's all about context, and that's what we like to see on the Super Mario Brothers. Bring you a positive vibe in the most darkest of times. And uh, listening to the Sabaton album though, and in total, even if you had no context of what the conversations or the lyrics were. The risks actually in that were kind of engaging, you know, even for met hardcore metalheads like ourselves, you know, um, it was fun. It was a really fun time, wasn't it, Danny? It was. I think that's what it had. And it had a lot of diversity again, it's a big word there, but they had, uh, you know, they used the orchestras and the choirs and they tried to give that big epic feel like it was a battle, like, well, most songs are about battles so it, it was good I mean people who like Maiden and stuff will probably get into it because it's a similar feel. It's funny because I actually found that um, it was kind of like if, a historian from, you know, David Attenborough or whatever was singing at Eurovision. Like, literally, it was like the same kind of like vibe how you got like, yeah, sure, it's about history, but we can't make history fun. Mm. So, like, the way that was delivery of the lyrics and the, and the licks and stuff, it was like a Eurovision song half the time, you know? Yeah. Very, like, electronical and dancey and, like, before you used to wake up for Cheese TV kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's like going to history class in school. They never tell you about the nitty gritty stuff. They always tell you about the fun parts about war. Like oh, in Germany because inflation was bad, you get to play with money. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah. let's go there. And like you know, for some power metal fans, this would have gone much higher for them. And I could see in some lists it could have got higher. It didn't though. You know, uh, a lot of lists we found going around the place were very much the same. But yeah, Super Mario Brothers here. We're gonna give you what we enjoyed the most, not what you know smells the best or comes with the biggest hamper for Christmas. You know, whatever 
whoever we got the most licks out of. Uh, let's move on to um, our first segment, Danny, because we'll give it a little break from the songs. But even before I do that, Amy Linwood has given her uh, top album of the year, Devin Townsend Project Transcendence. Amy, you are so far now in the running of three people, three people, to uh, win yourself a CD. So, uh, you know, good luck to the three guys who have entered so far. If you want to enter, just head over to our page. And uh, give it the old, uh, so what are you, what, what's your favorite album? You know, whatever whatever it was this year, could have been metal, could have been, uh, yeah, could have been something else. Well, we're not too fast. Could, really could have been Sabaton. Oh, oh Sabaton, yeah. Um, Danny, what were some of the biggest highlights for news stories this year? I found that we had quite a lot, and I'm talking quite a lot of funny stories that came out. Um, but uh, what's one of the ones at the top of your head that kind of rings, rings through? Well, one that came to the top of my head is like where... I mean, you asked me to think about something. And where is the greatest place to go think? Uh, a toilet. Yes, exactly yeah. right, man. It's almost <laughs> like you were reading the screen with me and you came for the answer. So yeah. we actually found out that Vinnie Paul said that Dimebag wrote most of his... Um, or decent riffs on the can. Yeah. So everyone, so everyone used to come at uh, Pantera saying how shit the riffs were, but they agree with you. So like, whether you think it's good or bad, like they thought the exact same thing. So yeah. could we all be so lucky to have such an epiphany though on the can, Danny? Oh, uh, if we would, we wouldn't be here, Matt. I mean, <laughs> we'll, I think we'll, I was taking a shit and they're like, "Hey, how about this, Danny?" That's the same thing uh, as an idea as what you're doing right now. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we need like a more inspiring toilet. Like, I don't know, maybe paint something like cool pictures on our dragons or something. Ah, uh, that, or we need better toilet paper. I'm assuming that the rough stuff kind of gets you through like another tribulation, so you kind of come across. You know, you go through adversity in life, and our biggest adversity is toilet paper. Yeah, it's toilet paper anxiety. So you, you can't think clearly because you're thinking about, "Oh no, man, I'm gonna use the sandpaper." end of the thing yeah it kills it for you do you remember when Floor Janssen complained about Slayer being terrible dreadful and unbelievably boring that was awesome like that was only about a couple of weeks ago and (laughs) There's one like set of fans you probably don't want to piss off at Slayer fans, and, and, she, and she was like, oh, "How are Slayer fans that upset at me?" I'm like, "Lady, you don't understand. They carve their home address into places in their body. What do you think they're gonna do when they when you trash the band that makes yeah. them get up every morning?" Yeah, that- the, the metal documentary we watched with um, mm-hmm. Thingo were like they were interviewing Slayer fans, and they like get up not to coffee, not to a, like a pre wank for the rest of your bar- boring day, but literally to listen to Slayer. Yeah. They love their band that much. They do not want to forget it, so they engrave it into their name. That's, That's how much they love this band. Yeah. So, um, you know, that, that was hilarious. Uh, I think uh, being in the bubble of that uh, progressive slash goth metal scene, they love everything and everyone, you know. Even their music comes across as very theatrical and very enjoyable. We can always sit down, listen to it, and really get out of it. But uh, when you've been to a thrash metal concert, even once, you know, it just sort of remember, it's like, yeah, these guys are... Very passionate and definitely wearing their hearts and their names of the bands on their sleeve. <laughs> literally, <laughs> literally, <laughs> like physically, yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Well, I suppose for Yanzi, she didn't play like the pregnant card because she's quite heavily pregnant. I thought she said, oh, no, my hormones are gone. I wasn't thinking. I had like hunger pain. So yeah, I just said something I didn't want to say. Yeah. But she didn't play that card. So she, she, nah, she just kind of went down with yeah. the ship. She's, but since she kind of like did the worst thing you could probably do is one of those backhand apologies. It's like, right, I'm kind of sorry, right? So just get over it. Like, uh, yeah, That's going to make it worse, isn't it? I was taking it out of context. Taking it out of context. And then, and then the newsbeater, like, no, 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 no. We didn't take out context. Don't hurt us, Slayer fans. We took your words and put it into a piece of paper. Like, there's no context. That's what you said, isn't it? Please don't cut me, Slayer fans. <laughs> Remember all the uh, people that came out this year complaining about mobile phones at concerts, Danny? Yeah, that was massive. You had um, 
was a missed guy from Disturbed, David there. Yeah, David Draham, yeah. He had um, Corey Taylor, like, um, just bitch slapped the phone out of someone's hand. And even Billy Joe from Green Day decided to um, make a mention about it as well. So, yeah, it was quite a few um, quite a few people out there didn't don't like the phones. Yeah, we kind of asked that question to our fans. And a lot of you guys came out, actually, with one of our most responded questions of the year about what do you think about etiquette about bringing phones. And a lot of people kind of agreed that you shouldn't have it to hamper the experience, not only for yourself, but for other people. You know, if you're doing something that's going to affect... Like, you know, you bring your flat screen monitor, you know, 64 inch to tape it, and then you can show your friends on it. Like, who cares? Like, you already went there. Your friends are going to believe you. And the DVD comes out in three weeks anyway. So, like, buy that with the really good recording on it and the really good, like, mixing and stuff on it. Hey. Exactly. I mean, the the quality of your recording is terrible. I mean, you can't pick up anything. The sound is shite. And so, you're wasting all your energy focusing on something that doesn't work. You're not experiencing a moment. And who honestly goes back to watch their old live recordings of content on their from their phone yeah exactly you're gonna you're gonna delete it for like you know hentai porn anyway so it's not like anyone's really gonna complain too much about it danny isn't it oh exactly right and most of the times you forget about it anyway it's like oh yeah that band that's right and, <laughs> yeah. yeah like three more in three years when they released that really bad album that they changed their sound with and you're like god damn it disturbed like why do you even worry about it? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. <laughs> oh, no, they don't change their sound <laughs> they're more with principle than the sun rising up every day <laughs> it's like is the sun coming out is, is uh disturbed gonna release believe again Oh wow! <laughs> Didn't they come out and say like they the the best works yet to come or something? I don't know. They, they've said, "Well, we're we're not a new metal band." I don't know. They they just say a lot. They, say they a said lot. they said the the next story yeah was that they said they went. They didn't know what genre they were. No, that was, I think, Corn. Oh, yeah. No, Corn said they went genre. That was new metal, by the way. Um, we'll talk about the uh, funny thing with um, Dio, Raising the Dead, the apparent. Remember mm. that? How the, the, they were saying they're not trying to raise the dead, but then, like, why well, have a hologram then? Why not just have his voice? Yeah, it's very, very confronting, I guess, for many. Many fans liked it, many fans didn't like it. I, I don't think it was great. You know, you see, yeah. like, a hologram of a dead guy upstage. It's kind of like when they use celebrities to, like, sell products after they die. Like Elvis is selling like I don't know toilet paper against oh maybe it makes sense for him to sell toilet paper. But yeah. Let's say like Elvis selling like mobile phones. I mean you weren't around with mobile phones were they? Why, why are you selling mobile phones for? Yeah, that's true. All right, the Lemmy statue. Remember that, Danny? Like the one that caused the massive polarized opinion. You know, the hardcore fans were like kind of looked old and stuff. Wasn't in his grace. You know, it didn't really symbolize how iconic they were. But some people just like the honesty about it. It was literally just him chilling out and what Lemmy does the most a lot of people remember him as just that guy that, that you could have a chat to and he was himself the whole time uh, and looking back on it did you really think anything else of it apart from what it was? Uh, for the Lemmy one? Uh, yeah look, the Lemmy one, it was a very nice tribute because you know he did spend probably every night at the Rainbow Bar and Grill and yeah. even Jack Daniels decided to give like a, uh, a one-off or limited edition Lemmy Jack Daniel bottles so that's how much they really were into him um, yeah the thought was nice. I think the execution of uh, one mass mode have found no was one of those people who thought it was a bit too old and they should have catched him in his prime because that's when you want to remember people as. And I mean, they could have. There was no reason for them to do him as an older guy. So I guess so. But the last memory of a lot of people had with him was, like you said, at the rainbow. It was him drinking. So for them, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, true. I wonder if they actually put him on the same like sparse as well. Like they've actually like preserved that area of it. You know? And the urinal he took, so like the pee's yeah. still there. They won't flush it just in case one day they can clone DNA and have like Lemmy Band yeah. or Motorheads or something. That true, yeah. yeah, that's my idea. Copyright that. <laughs> We're going to move on to our number seven soon. But before we do, Danny, another name another goes name. on the paper Dominic D. Rossa, Flesh God Apocalypse King. So. 
Now we have four people in the mix. All of a sudden, that 50-50 came down to one in four, which is a percentage at 25. Let past here, I'm in trouble, but we're going to write it down anyway. So if one of you guys win, you guys get a free CD signed. So it's in order to win. If anyone's out there listening, just go ahead on our wall and post your favorite album of the year. Win yourself a CD, Danny. But hopefully some from LA wins as well, because that's like cheaper. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get some guy from like some Scandinavian country that like only flies once a year and they just drop the things over the top. So it's kind of like, can you just throw it over between 7th and 25th precinct? Just like, it just landed there. Steve has to buy a ticket to fly there and give it to him in person then it's like get mailed there yeah you'll see us next year we have to sell all our stuff to <laughs> pay for the envelope it's like oh you guys got a mic and that's about it yeah we're in the corner Harley Street <laughs> getting in this oh, Harley Street wow moving up into it I was oh. going to say like hang- I was at Hanson Road number 8 yeah. now this particular album here featured very high on a lot of uh, yeah. top 10s in the metal community especially the journalistic well respected that maybe oh, the bourgeoisie the bourgeoisie as we call it Gojira Magma album. Now, here's the thing. A go back Gojira album is still like very high compared to a lot of metal albums at their peak, right? Or a lot of metal bands. They've crafted themselves a very cool sound, even if they don't touch on it as much as they used to. You know, it's, the grooves are still there. The productions are, are fantastic. You can hear a pin drop in it. Why would you though? Why would you spend $30 to think? That's a terrible idea, Danny. Why would you even bring that up? Oh, because I I have a fascination with pins. Yeah, yeah. but um, there's another reason why we didn't put it any higher. Now the th- the problem that is, and a lot of the places that I would read up would acknowledge the same problem that at its lowest peaks, maybe due to what they were trying to do with storytelling, in that the songs just weren't that engaging. In fact, they were almost unrememberable. The way the the album started for me was definitely not a way a Gojira album would start. Whether that's a bad thing or not is up to the fans out there. But for me and you personally, we found that um, at the lowest point, the songs just unforgettable like you can have a way of portraying an emotion but still be a good musical piece you know exactly so um danny talk to me yeah no you're right i felt the same way like surprisingly but when they when they had their great heavy well-written songs they were fantastic like track two and track seven i really enjoyed i think it was track nine they were great but you're right the rest of the songs they were just they were just too progressive and too wishy-washy and like again they sounded great but at the same time i'm not i'm not here to um to feel ambience yeah it's again it's big personal taste like some people buy those albums personally because they want to have that personal um, experience and evolve with it but uh, I just wasn't keen on it yeah you could tell their strengths in the course of the last you know five to ten years is writing some crushing riffs that light that loop almost to a point but they pick such strong rhythms and such engaging melodies that you can almost hear them for like ten minutes on end and still be like wow what a killer riff you know go back to repeat or they build up the whole entire song for an epic moment in it but uh, that felt all pretty organic uh, this one here I felt they were stretching themselves as the songwriters and I think uh, the next couple of albums after this will be hopefully a stronger effort and more of a uh, a chance to really get into those harder moments with art metal and which definitely aren't inside their own um, abilities as of yet to get the 100% that they needed yeah I'm just like like you suggested before these are like, metal magazines or other people do top 10 so they, they admit oh when a song album's like not crunching heavy blah blah it's it's very mediocre but that's like majority of the album so if you give it like a nine or eight and a half or even ten out of ten when majority of the album is what you're complaining about well i don't say how you can justify that are you saying that the stuff you hear is so fantastically good yeah that it's just like nah that, that's fine this is so like amazing it's put me like 
it's just giving me a whole new perspective on life yeah. that I will give it a high score. It's a bit, bit interesting. It's almost like now, and I get that, the fandom now for this band, because they're kind of like pushing themselves above the the basically the line. So they're, they're now gotten into the mainstream to a degree, playing to in front of big numbers. And metalheads can hang their hat on them because they're still quite brutal and they're pushing to the, the, the limelight from their brutality. Uh, again, we just didn't get that much enjoyment out of the album that other people did. That's cool, right? Super Mel Brothers, you're still your favourite, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's there right. There they are. <laughs> no, no complaints so far. All right, number seven. Now, we're looking at this album and we're like, oh, could it have gone a little bit lower? Could it have gone a bit higher? The thing with this album, though, I found is how incredibly um, engaging it is, right? Uh, it's from a, a person who normally would write very, very heavy songs, very dark uh, just unbelievable, right? It'd be complete opposite to what this is. But what the album we're talking about right now is, what would you say, Danny, about this album to encapsulate me from using overextended metaphors and really bad analogies? I think the best way I can describe this album is it's from a band called Pain, and yeah. it's called Coming Home. That's the best way to describe it because that's what it is. It's an album from a band called Pain. So what Matthew's trying to allude to is, is the guitarist from Pain is also the um, songwriter for a band called Hypocrisy. I think that's trying to get to for people. He's, he's speaking riddles, man. He's speaking riddles. So yeah, and that's and that's what it is. It's a band who like you used to hit, like these crunchy like I guess tech death. I guess would be uh, mellow death, death, death metal. You know they kind of float between death metal and mellow death metal so often and so frequently that it's hard to really dictate. So now albums sound more death metal like Virus. Others sound a little bit more like uh, more like death, more traditional, more like death metal. So, yeah, yeah. So, but now he's decided to do it's more of oh, Jesus like a metal album. You wouldn't really I don't know how you classify. You got songs which are just like a bit hard rocky, some like dancey type songs like Track Seven stuff. Yeah, I think Rising. Um, yeah, and some things are a bit slower tempoed. So he, he tries to um incorporate all these different, I guess, melodies and tempos into his songs and creates, again, more of a, like a compilation hard rock album. Yeah, it's got like a David Bowie track on it, which is like unusual. In fact, I showed my girlfriend it and she was like, this is the best album of 2016 <laughs> for one track. But I mean, like that's because every single woman's ovaries are melting for that ball sack from Labyrinth and it's ridiculous. So she heard one song from an album and thought that was the best track Best album of the year. She yeah. sounds like she could write from these like heavy metal magazines, man. <laughs> <laughs> this one song, this makes it the best album ever. Yeah, that's right. But uh, you know, apart from uh, clitorises being like boners when they're hearing David Bowie's voice, like oh, I am David Bowie, like oh my god, I want to marry you. Uh, he's been dead, ladies. Like you know, like there's plenty of living guys here that have like over exaggerated ball sacks. You know, socks. <laughs> that's it's, right. it's, it's pretty easy and Dean already for one. <laughs> Don't tell me how I know these things. Uh, but uh, why didn't this? Why did this make the top ten today? I was trying to figure it out. I still can't. I just like the songs that like. I like the diversity of it all. I like how um, there's plenty of different feelings. So and the way he writes songs, whether it be hypocrisy or pain, they always got great flow to it, you know. And um, they're always interesting. And he can write really strong melodies too. So even though you leave the album, they follow you around like the mm. plague. It's uh, not as deadly, but uh, definitely is catching. Yeah, no, this is definitely catchy. Again, they're just strong melodies. Um, again, they get from like heavy songs to slow tempoed songs to dance songs. It has, it's a bag of tricks. Yeah. So you got to give him credit for to make that happen, make that engage. Considering what he normally writes, it's, it's, it's quite it's quite generally good. Yeah, the uh, the industrial sound that he brings to the uh, Pain Records is definitely uh, the one that separates a lot more from hypocrisy and his death metal sound. However, it gives him far more depth as a uh, musician. The singing is just placed all over it too. Um, those are the things that you might find though listening to the album might turn you off is that um, it's quite like all over the place in this, to a degree, but also that singing, that tone is very unique. 
Yeah, it's one of those things where he's probably one of those self-taught singers. Like, it's just, yeah. I mean, again, tonality of singing is a big, yeah, big thing. But it, look, it was a good album. If you like, I don't know, heavy Nickelback, I don't know, how, how would you? No, uh, I would, no, I would no. say more like, it's kind of like a Nine Inch Nails, but uh, more mainstream. Uh, it's not as depressing. Uh, there's plenty of moments there that are going to be catchy and memorable, but there is enough metal in there to get uh, those people who are into metal into it more. And I think that speaks more to them than it does to the mainstream audience. The way it's been marketed and stuff mm. really comes across as a metal album, like you said before. And uh, to that, to people getting into the metal scene, it might scare them off or it might be the gateway drug they need in order to be addicted to heroin, Danny. Oh, sorry, yeah. pain, right. Pain. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Metal, metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's been a, it's been a nice Christmas. To be fair, there's probably a band out there called Heron, so maybe you actually correct the song. Yeah, you can listen to Pain after the pain comes Heron. Yeah, like Heron, like this tech death metal band that go in like time signatures in 1714 and like, you know, your phone, un- basically your mobile phone number written as a time <laughs> signature. Um, but Pain, you know, congratulations. Uh, Pete Tagrin, I think his name is. Uh, I'm looking forward to that Hypocrisy CD. I'm sure when that comes out, that'll be number one in the next year's list. Wow, you got that and Moors, man. Jeez. <laughs> call him early. Moors in January, guys. I think when we come back, we're going to review the best album of the year. And that's because I just love that band. But you know how you like, you just like see your love of your life and then you see a lot of other people and they're just like, yeah. Even like you, you can't barely remember them. You just kind of, you, your head has evangelized this person in your head to be this like goddess. Like when they walk through the room, like Caramel Sundays just fly from the ceiling and this halo surrounds them and you just remember how much you love ice cream again. Man, I'm really hungry today. Yeah, no, I reckon. <laughs> we had an early lunch. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, moving on, we're going to talk something about uh, an, an album that, oh, this, oh my God, this album. We, we go to number six, guys, because I think we're on number six at the moment. Yeah. Um, but before we do that, I actually got another, can you believe this, Dan, number five. This is awesome. We got five people in the list. Oh, Brayden, sh- your boy. Oh, your boy, Brayden. Brayden. CFC. Chelsea Love Extraordinaire, great footballer and an all-around top bloke. Uh, he's remembered this year fondly as helping us out with the uh, Killswitch Engage. Um, no, sorry, the um, the Lamb of God. Um, the, remember that debacle, yeah. Danny, that happened with that? Now, a friend of ours... <laughs> Lamb of God gate. <laughs> yeah, Lamb of God gate. Yeah, that's right. Basically, the story goes, uh, there was a couple of my friends and a couple of the community uh, got a meet and greet with Lamb of God. Now, after uh, having to pay basically a kidney and, uh, you know, yeah... All, all that kind of jazz, um, and the two hundred bucks they needed to, uh, they get to meet, they got to meet Lamb of God, and suffice to say, it wasn't really so much as a meet as a glance. They were in there, photo out of there. You wanted to sign merchandise, you get a signed merchandise, one signed merchandise, and uh, they weren't even around to sign it for you, no. so they couldn't even personalize or nothing for you. It was just signature in there. That was it. So uh, we actually got wind of. The uh, organisers, they actually sent us all a nice little note and they actually said, look, we contacted the band. The band was happy with what we provided them. No more problems. So don't go after the VIP Nation. Lamb of God themselves were happy to give you three seconds of your $200. So, uh, you know, take that with what you will, I guess. Yeah, that was quite a hefty price for a photo opportunity. But Brayden wants a man of math, uh, the Joms Viking. So, uh, Brayden, hat, man. one out of hat. five now. This is getting to 20%. But don't worry about it, guys. You know, whoever wins this gets a signed copy of whatever album that we reviewed this year. There was quite a lot of them. We had 22 in total. So, we'll pop that up Went to the winner. They can choose their favorite. Yep. But on to our number six. Oh, this number six, Danny. This was a hard one to put in the list, uh, or higher, lower. But uh, we have to talk about, it, don't we? 
We do, because I really liked it. And I really didn't. I understand. I wanted it higher, higher, higher. I don't even want it in the list, right? However, we needed to acknowledge this album for what it was, right? And what is this album, Danny? The greatest (laughs) number six album you would ever hear in your life. It's a legion. Proponents of sentiments. Um, yeah, so now we're going to go talk about this album again because it is a very polarizing album only because of where technology is taking our world community, right? Whether it be movies, TV, uh, or even as we have the music side, the production values now have increased so much that they almost themselves take over what could be the genuine aspect or the... What would you say just the out, outward expression? What would that be considered in the artistic uh, world? I guess feel, uh, mood, uh, ambience, So, like tone. when you like when you go home and, you know, you jack off to your favourite, uh, you know, footballer, what is that called? What is that emotion called? Um, <laughs> Regret. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you leave the blinds closed and you realise you should do it in your backyard, like in your house, not in your backyard. Um, <laughs> you throw me here. All right, so look, that's what we're talking about. It's just the honesty and all that that comes out of playing. Um, before you, we would have albums that might speed up, might slow down, might have a playing that's not as tight or as whatever. But um, all that can get lost now with the production values these days, which are micromanaged, right? Like movies in the same, you know, everything's in CGI. These times, metal is more clearer and more, you know, crystal clear than a pop album at times. It's like it's almost weird, right? Uh, yes, right. The whole point of metal is because you want that capture that rawness, that honesty about it. So when you see them live, they can replicate it, if not do a better live. And I guess maybe what you're trying to say is your biggest problem with this album is not really much a songwriting. No. It's how they've gone about getting the songs across to your ear. That's right. And uh, the proponents of Sentence from a Legion is really much a micromanaged album. You can hear it from everything. Everything sounds a little flat and not because it's like not because the distortions cranked or the drums are booming in yet it's just that everything's played to be perfect and nothing sounds authentic nothing sounds engaging nothing sounds like it was really meant whether it comes from the vocalist himself or the guitars especially the drumming on this album the drumming is great don't get me wrong it's tight and it's energetic and that but um much with me with with loved ones like my uncles and stuff i just go through the motions with it you know what i mean with Christmas coming up, you just like smile and nod. Like, oh, yeah, that was nice. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, what? You have, you have three dogs again? They're all dead, you say? Wow, this is boring. <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe try cats. So com- maybe try cats. Yeah. yeah, maybe try cats. Maybe you're the problem why they're dying, you know? Like, come on. But in all honesty, Danny, though, has the exact opposite reaction mm. to this. And Danny loves it. Exactly. Like, I understand you're coming from it's overproduced, and that's not a big problem for me for mm. me like these have some really great solid riffs in fact my favorite track or my favorite song from the year it comes from this album which is track number four so for me it's actually um yeah i really enjoyed it i really enjoyed the songs i really enjoyed the riffs i enjoyed the tempo changes i enjoyed everything it was really great i really liked it man and that's kind of the nutter even though for me at the moment i'm like death metal to the sound i quite abused it across the uh, 2000s you know with soil work in flames mercenary being another one that sound was incredibly popular and it would go on to then influence metalcore um you know hardcore sounds as well as even getting into some of the uh, more heavier stuff you know it, it really took it on its life of its own um however i found like that to some of the riffs in there it engaging just didn't quite grab me as a such didn't quite tug on my um my needs as a like death metal fan um take it that what for you will uh, just everything because everything was so kind of done to be perfect 
I'd love to see with the producer, like the guys who did an album like uh, Testament or something like that, Andy Sneak. I'd love to see Andy Sneak get these guys and get the best playing out of them, but what's best for the songs. Um, I'd love to see that instead of the dryness that comes from modern day production. Yeah, but that is so you should really listen to the album. I mean, if you like yeah. that type of sound, Melodic Death and even a bit of Thrashy at times, you really dig it. I, yeah. I think the, the songs are great. Oh, look, the technical ability of this band isn't even in question. Like, these guys can play. They can shred. They can do all that. I just want the the guys are higher up than them who are recording them to give them a direction that's different to what they did in the last album, and hopefully we can hear uh, something a little bit more refreshing in the next album, Danny. Yeah, well, I guess going from... We'll go to track five now, or yeah. album top five. So we're going from something which is overly produced to something which you could say is underproduced. Yeah. And that's this band here, Matt. What do you think of this band here? Ah. Oh. This band here is great. Now, here's the thing. This is a band that strips everything away and it just leaves you with everything. Now, when I mean stripping, I mean literally like, you know, uh, what's, the, what's that place on Honey Street? Um, Crazy Horse. Yes, thank you. I don't know what that place is called. I don't know where that is, but it sounds very familiar, right? So you go in this place, right? And like you go in there and these ladies were wearing clothes. We're not wearing clothes. And you're like, well, that's really good. Like, you know, you've done quite well to just strip everything back. And, uh, you know, as an artistic person, as a man who likes the arts, I really enjoy these things, right? Sure, that's, <laughs> that's the angle you're supposed to take. I enjoy yes. it so much. I'm a little bit more broke because of it, but that's okay. You know, I like to give to the community and help that's these right. artistic deliveries. But um, that's the whole point. You know, they give you exactly what you want and what you need in an album and take everything back. But these guys took everything back, like literally riffs that shouldn't even be in the album, repeated sections, storytelling, um, decent microphones, <laughs> uh, amps that don't sound like the have bees in them. Uh, like song structure and length. Oh, literally. Hey, we're we're going to tell you the band is, Matt, don't we? Yeah, we're going to have to go with this. Nails, you will never be one of us. This album, for me, should have been higher. But for Daniel, there's a reason why it shouldn't have been any higher. Exactly. When you buy an album which has 10 songs, it was a nine songs, and the whole album goes for 22 minutes, you're not getting an album. You're getting a sound, a commercial break soundtrack. Uh, you're getting you're getting a, a couple of singles, right? But the thing is, the band's got like what nine or ten tracks off this album. Some don't last any more than a minute and a yeah. half, right? Yeah, about like three songs under a minute. Yeah, that's not a song. That is a solo. You know, it's like it's exactly what you need there, right? Like, here's the thing, right? You go to a bar, right, and you're you want to have a good time. You just want to sit there and chill out with your friends, right? So you're gonna have a nice glass of wine. You're gonna sip on it for like three to four hours, and you know, try to repay back some of that hex bill that you put up because we live in Australia. It's just that's the way it is. However, if you're like not in the mood for that and you want to get shit drunk, nails. Because like you have a shot glass, it's going to get you in the same place and that, that bottle of wine's going to get you. It's going to get much faster. So yeah. that's not a bad thing. So is the shot glass of whiskey or French pussy of worse value than the glass of wine? Yes. This, is, this album cheats because this album, what it decides to do is not <laughs> actually have any song structure. It says we're going to only use our best riffs and make songs just using best riffs. And that's all it is. It's all killer, no yeah. filler. It's the complete opposite to like, if you're a progressive metal fan, you'll really hate this album. You're like, wait, no, that's just that's just good riffs. Where's where's like the build up um, wank? Yeah, where's where's that 17 minute acoustic section that has to be in there to storytell about how sad I am? Like, no, they're, they're not sad. They're just upset. They've had enough and, you know, and if your girlfriend breaks up with you, you, you just you don't need to spend any more time on it than you have to, right? And he spends all the 33 seconds telling you how much he hates her. The end. You I, know? Mean, I honestly thought when I saw like the clips on YouTube, they, have, they have actually film clips. Again, smart. It's cheap. So they're very smart with this. But when I saw these like, minute film clips, I thought it was kind of like, oh, this is like a promo preview film clip of what's coming on. 
But they, no, that's not. That is them. It's right. just minutes of just balls to the wall. So if Dream Theater, see, here's the thing. If Dream Theater had an argument with the missus, they would spend the two CD about what emotions they would go through, how they went through despair, empathy, understanding even. Oh, maybe that guy just did like accidentally trip into my girlfriend's vagina. Oh, that's really unfortunate. You know, and all of a sudden, this would be, you know, have that 20-minute wank guitar solo with a keyboard that every song does. However, now it's like, the girl's a bitch. The end. Right? That's it. There's no. There's no interlude. There's no guys on on in you know. There's bears and cars driving through with the flowers and stuff. It's just literally. This is how you should feel. This is how I feel. I'm not spending any more time talking about it. Next track. What else am I pissed off about in life? Pretty much. There's no foreplay on this album. But the riffs are so just, good. Well, they're so good. They're just like they're like the best of thrash metal. The best riff of thrash metal. The best riff of da- death metal. Black metal. Yeah, grindcore. grindcore. They're literally like all the the most angriest music in the world. Popped onto a royal sample. It's a it's a box of roses, Danny. Like literally, it is the best things. And like, no one needs to take extra light, so whatever. But it doesn't matter. Anything, yeah. anything else is really good in it. Yeah, I mean, like, is it a bit disappointing? It's surprising because it comes like to the last song, which is like an eight minute song, and another song which is three minute song, and they're actually not that bad. It's like they can almost do songs, but then the rest of the album's like, nah, screw you. We got. We, it's, like, it's like they wrote uh, like a six minute song. Like, nah, nah, we're just gonna break the six minute song into like eight songs. And call it an album. Yeah. So, you know, I really want people to listen. Anyone who's a hardcore metal fan, I want you to listen to Nails. And, like, you can listen to the whole album. You can listen to one track. I'd say listen to at least three tracks because it's going to be longer than, you know, a bathroom cycle anyway. Um, or even a thought cycle about chocolate. You know, that that there was about a track, just that, that sentence alone. Yeah. We actually had, like, a top ten list of things longer than this album. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember what was number one. It was, like, um, cooking two-minute noodles. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, literally, like, your favourite dish of my microwavable spaghetti takes longer to cook than this album however it doesn't mean it's any worse for it go ahead get the album yeah yeah why not I mean it looks that brutal riffs I would so put it that. higher but Danny didn't want that's it that's right yeah. the, literally the only thing Danny didn't like is literally the, the, the sound and you can't cheat you can't yeah. do that if one person exactly if someone came this, in and had a 10 minute song and that was all they did and it was like that was it yeah this album is like the um, sports section of the news it's just highlights it's just like highlights yeah. after highlights of great things and that's all it is look I, I'm, I'm great for it but no you can't we, can't, we can't put it higher because Daniel has his parts that are flaming at the moment you know being triggered yeah. is one of Daniel's specialties <laughs> that's right so uh, we're going to go on to our yeah, next talk, story. Talk about triggering people. This is really going to trigger some people, man. Well, that's this- right. Before we go on to our next one, though, guys, I want you guys to go ahead and go onto our Facebook wall or onto me and Danny's wall and put your favorite album of the year is, right? Takes two seconds, and whoever puts, whoever does it, will actually get the chance to win a free CD. Now, the free CD is anything we reviewed this year. Uh, Andrew Ho, I'm looking at you. You're online now, so if you're not listening to us, like right now, like we will feel so bad in our parts. Shit, can't hear anything. You created us, Father. <laughs> Why have you forsaken us? <laughs> father, you have forsaken us. Are we older than him, actually? No. Nah, oh, that's right. Your father, why have you forsaken us? He has long hair. That's, I don't know that that confuses you, Matt, but people who actually uh, have hair can be older. It's I kind of feel like, yeah, with every dying hair that I have, I lost a bit of my life, you know? <laughs> Get shorter it's to one, the one more day left. Oh, no. So, yeah, go into our wall. Put your favorite band there. No, to put your favorite album of the year on our wall and be in the chance to win a free CD. But before we go into our top albums of the year, which I'm going to put on in a sec, I want to talk about the worst albums oh, of the year, Danny. Very disappointing. And um, a lot of bands, <laughs> this is going to be so bad for our thing, but a lot of bands that we reviewed this year featured on people's top 10 are going to feature on our bottom five. Actually, we have a bottom three, don't we, this year, don't Yeah, we weren't that mean. Like, we we just couldn't fill out five just to fill out five. Three's a good number. I like the number three. Um, yeah, but 
It's not good. I mean, it's kind of like Christmas coming up. People, there's a lot of disappointments coming, you know, especially your parents getting your shit gifts or another year being single or, you know, another year in your crappy job you got to come back to you on the I on just the work Tuesday. retail over Christmas. So, not like, you know, I, people have every right to complain to me about their job 364 days of the year. But for four days, the other four or five days, you need to sit there and listen to how people come in and treat me like a poker machine and put things in places that they shouldn't. And that makes me feel sad. You shouldn't feel sad, man. That's some sort of action. It's better than most, man. See, and these, these people today just complain about things. But uh, we, we decided to pick our three. We're saying disappointment. We won't say worse because worse sounds like, you know, we like. No, there, were, there, were, there were some worse ones. Yeah. I, I'm going to. Uh, not all, maybe not all of them, but there were yeah. some disappointing ones. So let's start with the one that disappointed us the most this year. And Danny, out of the ones we've written down, what are you saying? What do you think? Which one disappointed you the least this year out of those? This point at least. Uh well I wanna say Kill Switch engaged and the album's called Incarnate. Yeah, so the fourth worst album of the year was definitely Kill Switch Engaged Incarnate. We found that this album here had its best tracks, which were bonus tracks, right? And they were the heaviest too. Now, there's something wrong when when you're getting your heaviest, fastest, killest tracks as as tracks that we didn't even get to buy because we bought the original album, you know. Mm. We we were under the impression that the bonus is all the filler stuff, you know, that oh, I didn't make the album because we didn't like it. But if they're not liking heavy, distorted, fun, fast guitar licks with awesome tunes, then I don't know if this band's going to be for us anymore, Danny. Yeah, I mean, for me, my favorite track, Kill Switch, was track eight. I forget what it was called. But that was like the only point of difference. The rest of the album oh, just the Great Deceit. Like, yeah. yeah, the rest of the album just sounded like um, going through the motions of this is what Kill Switch does and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't Doing wasn't now. Great, yeah, you know, it expanded from the album just before and made it even more commercialized. Even some to the point of certain songs sounding like other songs, you know. It was very much... I wouldn't say uninspired might be an, a word you could use. I'd also say uh, confusing um, and definitely polarizing for fans who have been with the band for a very long time, maybe or missing the brutality from the Howard Jones era. But in saying that, even towards the end of that cycle, they were getting a bit lost too. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah, it's a shame because Jesse came back. He probably was excited. For, I mean, second album, he's been back now, but unfortunately, there wasn't much to really say about this album. It was just, it was just boring. One that was a little bit more uh just slightly the more of a disappointment for that which comes in number three was Meshuga, the violent sleep of reason now this made top list number ones almost however we're gonna have to concede that we found this album to be more of the same from the juggernaut band almost to the point that only one or two songs really stood out for us the rest of the album was like yeah, just having your favorite printer go through the motions and just kind of scanning across your page. It's like those real staccato rhythms, the production just being as beastly as it always is, but the guitars have the tones really don't feel much different. And didn't it really even feel like they were touching on some of the old styles of Meshuggah. Yeah, again, I bet Matt's hit all the nails on the head there. Oh, nails. That should be higher. That should be higher. Yeah, look, again, Mishu is a great band. Been around for 25 years now. Congratulations to them. They've done great sounds, created different genres. So it's always amazing when our um, bands can actually leave their impression for years to come. But yeah. for this one here, it's just, it wasn't much of an album. Yeah, it's an album I'll really go back to. There are some riffs that I might uh, tease back into my uh, headphones, but... Um Look, if you want a killer Meshuggah album out of this kind of sound they do, you just get Coloss, you know. Or, you know, even um, Obzen, you know, that album was considered the, the movement for a whole entire brand of music with the Gents thing. You know, as silly as the name sounds, it's basically that that album, but, you know, more that's the way Gent works. Uh, but for me, Colossus is when they're at the peak where the production values mix so well with the brutality 
and with rhythms and melodies that were engaging enough to uh, to get you through the whole entire thing with a big smiley face. Yeah. So um, yeah. So unfortunately, with Sugar Fans, it's a bit of a hit miss there. But we shall continue on to our next band. Yeah. So the second worst album for the year, we're looking at Periphery. <laughs> second right? worst. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> Honestly, this album for me was really tough and it was only beaten by one album which I could only listen to slightly less than this one. It took me a while to find out whether for me this album was uh, a return to form from the band or just a, a lot of stuff that with no real substance, you know. So like a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, a lot of jazz but when you stand to the side of it, it does seem meaningless and pointless really. Yeah, again, they go for like a really progressive feel with this album. Again, that, that was oh. a flavor of the year, seemed like. It seemed like every band was doing progressive feels. And yeah. But unfortunately, it's just, it just came off as boring and slow and non-imaginative. And it wasn't, yeah. there wasn't anything really, again, which really caught your imagination. I think it was like the Periphery 3 is like the, the, the trifecta in this uh, lineage of albums they're trying to get across like difficulty. But um, it just, yeah, it, it very rarely touches on what made Periphery special. And that is those really cool... A uh, bit of wank, bit of really tough grooves, and really engaging though, like the, even the melodies and stuff. But now the singing is just gone so high over the top with that real, that's it, you know, that real high tonal voice, which is very hard for me to be engaged <laughs> with. You know, yeah. it's it's definitely technically impressive, but it's also very, very tough for me to really get into, man. Mm. Like, and it's a lot of that uh, pop stuff with that, those R and B musicians where it's like, I'm like, the notes there, it's not here. Like, it's not, it's not like a, a pH scale. It's like a note, right? And um, you know, bands when you when you hear guys like Russell Allen and Juggernauts like that, you just get like a feeling for what a great singer sounds like. And yeah. but the album was just really hard to listen to from top to bottom. Yeah, it, again, that, that's I guess a pattern with the uh, albums we haven't liked. They're just very plain, non-imaginative, and just they're actually going back to where they've not, not progressing forward. And uh, as far as putting a nail in the coffin for us, number one, the most disappointing album of the year goes to Inflames, the album Battles. This album I could barely get through once. It is literally now where... If, this album's so bad, a band member quit over it, Danny. Yeah, one of uh, the original band members. Yeah. yeah. 30 years on, and he's like, the mere thought of having him to play this album every night in a different <laughs> location gave him the drinking problems or suicidal <laughs> tendencies. And uh, he did the best thing for his own uh, um, own self-worth and got out of the band. Yeah, it seems like Inflames are having a battle with themselves, man. Like, they, they've lost pretty much all the original band members. I think the singer is kind of considered sort of an original band member and that's yeah. bad. Well, the funny thing is that, like you said, we reviewed a news article where the guitarist came out saying yeah. how it's like the singer is like molding shit, you know? Mm. The producers have such a hard time getting it out. But when you listen to this album, you really get a chance. Not only how a producer was, Crimes of the Legion, but the songs are so just grindy yeah. and oh they just go on forever and they, they go for two minutes but it doesn't feel like it oh, um, it's so same same like every every song has to have like a a strip back or orchestra filled um, yep. chorus I'm like oh it's again really hits in with a riff oh. then it goes into like it all drops off of the verse yeah. chorus comes in wash rinse repeat one or two tracks that kind of stood out themselves out and but, they were uh, the bonus tracks the back, tracks 13 and 14 the two bonus tracks the only tracks I found of Really like, wow, these actually did, and because they're different. The other 12 songs were the same. And the thing with the Inflames fans, they're going to drop, old school Inflames fans drop off at certain points, right? Uh, it could have been when they went alternative for uh, certain albums like Sense of Purpose, right? Or it could have been when they first changed, the sex the second change when they got rid of the original guitarist songwriter with sounds of a playground fading, you know? But now they've gone off that. 
when they first started, they were mostly hard, low death, very tough, very catchy, wet, like at the gates and stuff like that. But now they have devolved into a cold play. But um, I don't think they're as sad either. Literally, like I just can't recommend this album to many people no. at all. And it sounded bad as well. It wasn't really produced well. It was very boring. Yeah, nothing. nothing uh, it's just the same tone all throughout. No. That alternative feel now is lost too. You know, apart from the the pop sensation of where they're going with the singing, the songwriting, it's just not grabbing anyone. Anyone in the Super Metal Brothers variety, you know, uh, and they're rarely featured on anyone's top ten. And for a band with such a strong lineage as being the melodic death metal masters, yeah, even above soil work, they have fallen right off right now for me. And uh, I love to see you know the whole mercenary get put back on there, but unfortunately, you know, everyone's going through their members thick and fast in the middle of the metal scene I guess so that's not going to happen either you can't play music too long it's too depressing after yeah. all you're like nah, I, I, I don't want to kill myself I enjoy playing guitar yeah. I enjoy singing <laughs> I enjoy air let's so, do something else you see these guys like join all those like kid shows with like the wiggles and stuff like red car yes this song rocks red car happy the end <laughs> smiley <laughs> fun times smiley fun times yeah you put that put that uh, bottle of scotch away and grab an apple juice <laughs> you know, and just not try to grab the kids and you'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Super 5 Brothers right here on you so that was our worst albums of the year uh, feel free to send a hate mail to Daniel's address because uh, I probably just won't read it anyway yeah hey I'll take all type of mail it shows that someone's listening <laughs> look mum I got mail again people love me out there hey that's a band yes Scumbucker oh my god it's romantic <laughs> they're all bands they're just they're suggesting other bands I should listen to yeah well, let's move on to our fourth favourite album of the year now this album here featured on no one's list no <laughs> no one knows who this band is and no one cares to but here's the thing if we could call ourselves another name apart from Super Hyper Mega Net we can't call ourselves that because of the Simpsons but I would have called ourselves that I would call uh, ourselves the Super Riff Brothers because yes. apart from being Super Metal Brothers we are the Super Riff Brothers oh we love a good riff man yeah in fact if the riffs are bad in the album your album will get a bad review literally the guitar lines need to be good yeah. uh, or you know something along those lines you know um and this band, oh my god, the guitar work on this band is just like incredible. Yeah. We're talking about Omar Farja in the name of chaos. Guys, if you want to be schooled into how death metal should sound in 2016, just buy this out. I can't understand why people just don't like good guitar anymore. Like, oh, there's no acoustic. Oh, there is a little bit of acoustic in this album, but you know, I just think this these buyers are so underrated. I mean, the neoclassical guitar shred is Petrucci worthy almost it's just ridiculous yeah the songs are great like really heavy um, again you're going to that raw produced sound again they, they the whole album is about the whole conceptual album about you know man's battle against machines and us evolving and they do quite well to add those elements into the album as well so they use like, different effects different guitar sounds different drum sounds to actually help capture the mood capture the feel and the songs are crunching I mean the, the thing I would attack if you could is the uh, lyrical content is very subpar but yeah. that's you mostly due to these guys being from Switzerland, so you know English is not their first language. Yeah, you the, can't get too mad at that. Their first language would probably be chocolate, <laughs> and then chocolate and watches. Yeah, watches, and then maybe like their whatever Swiss, whatever language they speak, Scandinavian. Uh, Swiss, man. I think they speak Swiss. Oh, thank God. <laughs> if they don't... No, they I'm speak four languages in Switzerland. There you go. Oh, stupid. Yeah. And if English is fourth, then that's okay because we really care about the riffs first and that's why it got so high. Like It was so much fun to listen to this album and um, at the time I started recording in my own band and I was going through a lot of... like A lot of people can attest to how 
painful and it is to look at yourself in the mirror and say how fat you are when you're playing guitar. So um, it, it was a sad process, but getting this album got me through some really hard times and it continues to do so. So uh, congratulations. Well, it still makes you feel bad about your guitar playing. I am fat. Look at me. I gotta play guitar. Oh, look at these guys who can play guitar far better than I could. I bet they can play the songs faster than me. <laughs> they get all the chickens, man. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, congratulations, guys. You do deserve to be on, any, on everyone's list. That they haven't put it on there is a testament to how bad they are as people and not how bad you are as musicians. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, it, look, it's a bit tricky because, again, they're, they're not a massive band. So you're trying to find a band which is not that massive to start with. So, nah, I think they, they, they did well. Again, a band from Switzerland. I don't know how many how many albums they've done so far, Mario Mephaja. Two, three? Um, I think quite a few, actually. I think we found that more than, more than... It's not their first. That's, that's for, no, for sure. No, I think it's their second or third, yeah. yeah. Um, it only came on my radar from literally YouTube fluking. Yeah. I was just clicking on bands, clicking on bands, and it came on my uh, list, and I'm like, wow... YouTube, you must have like cybernetic implants in my head because uh, you picked that one right, and uh, I don't mind. They can stay there. Like, honestly, those yeah. those those tracking thoughts. If they get to me to access to better bands like this quicker, and I have to sit through left's crap, then fine. Like all up for being um you know day of sex, you know, getting yeah. a cybernetic uh, implant. That's cool. That sounds awesome. But awesome uh, max. we want to go to number three before we start giving these guys the uh, internet hand job of the year. Um, but before we do that, so Luke Serda has commented on our wall. Go Jira, being. Number eighth, Magma. He has come out and said this album he cannot stand. Horribly disappointed by it. Luke, I agree with you, man. Yeah, no, that's fair, Luke. I mean, well, we, we put it there because they are clever songwriters as well. Like the album itself, the songs does give you that, capture that essence of what they're trying to do with you, like in environmental bass and all that stuff. So look, they do do suit the things well. It's probably that they do a lot boringly. And that was well, just not very out there. So yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, we, we want more of that, guys. You know, if you guys want to uh, just jump online and tell us what you think, you know, we'll read it out. You know, we really want to get into knowing what your guys are the top tens because we've heard a lot from the big juggernauts and, you know, if you want to put Metallica on there, sure, you know, that's fine. You know, like they need any more help, you know. Um, yeah, and we're not foreshadowing. Metallica's not in the top ten, people. Yeah, no, we didn't even review the album. Like, we saw it there every week just looking at us going, come on, reviewing it. I'm like, dude, I'm not touching with you. Yeah, they're charging 30 bucks for an album. You guys got enough money. I was paying 30 bucks for an album, mate. Yeah, they, literally, they could have hand out for free, but then people would still buy it. You know, they'd, they'd have to buy yeah. it again. They'd get it for free and like, I have to buy it again because didn't it? <laughs> people weren't paying what they wanted. Oh, maybe not them. Some people, yeah, they risk it. It's like, pay whatever you want. I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying for shit. Yeah, I, yeah. I can go to my toilet for that. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar. <laughs> but uh, let's move on the list now. We are getting into the top three territory. Three. So I'm going to like overdraw this and build up suspense and try to lose those last three people that have been listening to dun, us dun. on the uh, dun, good dun. old wall of truth, I call dun, it. Dun. And dun, number three was an interesting one because this is a super group, right? No mistakes about it. And another band that for some reason, with the lineage of all these guys, I thought it would be a given to make on everyone's list, but it didn't, Danny. Yeah, but like we um getting a bit of YouTube surfing, we found this band here, and they're called Charred Walls of the Down. Yeah, creatures watching over the dead. Now, what really surprised me is that again, it's an it's a vocalist that has a very polarizing opinion on people. Uh, people have a polarizing opinion on him. It's a certain style that's going to literally strange. Without any beauty, there is no strangest, right? And this guy's voice is literally like looking at a UFO in the middle of Mardi Gras week. It's definitely strange, right? Well, yeah, that sounds strange, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's, as strange as it is, his voice is that beautiful, though, and it is incredibly diverse. It is amazing amount of range and techniques this guy can bring. He is the reason why this guy is one of the most respected singers of all time. Is is all over the album, and it is so much fun to listen to this album. Yeah, and the German's name is uh, Tim Ripper Owens, one-time Jewish pre-singer, one-time. 
uh, Iced Earth singer at one time, the Disciples of Dio, or currently Disciple of Dio singer. And he's, again, he's got a, a whole package. He has the range, he has the power, he has a tone, might not like, but he has a decent tone. Um, there's a bit of grunts, growls if required. He, um, great technique, interval jumps. Mm. Um, he adds his um, feel to the songs and notes. He, he just doesn't keep just staccatoing out song like um, notes. He does it quite well. So mm. yeah, vocally he's he's fantastic. Yeah, I, I really had a great time with this album. And then you've got the guitarists as well and the drummers and stuff. like These guys all found from all across the world, very much been in the metal scene for a very long time. And the amount of attention to detail, uh, some of the songs, I guess in the way that they're, they're um, different from each other in a sense, but engaging. They gave you a metal experience. It's a rock and roll album. It's not about storytelling. It's about each song and each album. Some songs being a testament to the old school pop metal scene going through with the Dio's and stuff like that. The Malm scenes, for example. Even and some, Juice Priest, man. There's yeah. Juice Priest on there. And even, even some of the thrash metal that is today, much heavier, double kicks, even a blast beat tease in there. Um, heavy, fast, but also majestic and, and beautiful. This album is very, very engaging. A must for metal heads who are going through, who have been into it for a long time. You know, anyone's into the Judas Priest, to the, you know, um, Testaments, to your uh, Dawkins almost as well with you know, uh, with Lynch and stuff like that. Malmsteen, when he's going through that whole entire pop metal scene from the 80s, Rainbows, yeah. Deep Purples. If you're into any of that stuff and you find yourself over 60, you're gonna, you've probably already got the album and you should. Yeah, no, it's definitely a throwback to the 80s, 90s metal scene. But it's also, yeah, I'm saying it's more contemporary as well with like the blast beats and the double kicks, etc. So it is quite a, it is, again, it's a bit of a surprise album for us. We only heard one song and it was pretty much a classic, like, thrashy power metal song. But the rest of the album, is, it's very well written, great melodies, um, great changes in the songs, uh, great diversity. It was, yeah. It was very, very good. We uh we recommend this album, you know we really do. You know, getting to this top three, this album, this is where for us, especially for me, is albums that I must strongly suggest that people go out and buy if that speaks their interest. Most of the ones on the top ten are, are very good albums, but um we're getting pretty close now, aren't we, Danny? Exciting times ahead. Exciting times. Hey, you hear you hear people being like, my albums are going to make it, and you're like, you know what? That's right, because it just won't. Unfortunately, it was only ten, and we really just want to have the top creme de la creme. So. Got two left, Matt, but is there any more news we can really um poke the bear with? Yeah, so what we're gonna do now is actually mention some honorable mentions before we start getting into our top two. But even before I do that, we've actually got another one to add to the list, Danny. Ooh. We have Luke Serta. He's actually put down a couple of vans, but you know, it doesn't really matter because like mate, I just want you to be in the draw. I want you to win a prize, like all these other cool guys who have added us, you know. Uh Luke Serta's said like Meshuggah's album, uh Low Sisters Unfading. Uh, or Death Spells, Amigas. I even heard of these ones, man. We'll, we'll do my sugars. That's the first one, so he he likes it the most. Yeah, that that's true. But uh, Luke, man, next, if you want to throw some of those bands at us, because I've never heard of those other two bands, throw them at us next year. And uh, if we like it, man, we'll review it for sure, man. And even if we don't, man, you're a top bloke, so we'll just review it anyway. And like, you know, you're you're the best, man. You're you're the best. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're not. All right. There's other people got to pick, man. You just can't right. for Luke Serta. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Like, anyone who goes on there right now uh, is like the best. But, uh, you know, we want to hear some more. So, if you guys got a favorite album, who anyone who's just tuned in right now, favorite album of 2016, go to Super Metal Bro, uh, facebook.com forward slash Super Metal Bro, and just put whatever album you like this year, whatever one you do, and you have a chance to win a free CD, Danny. Yeah, definitely. Um, and we'll personally sign that CD. I know that might think you might take it away from the competition, and that's why we're scaring you off entering it. But no, they're, they're legit. We've been practicing our singers, so they actually have, it's not just X's. 
because we can't both do an X. It kind of looks a bit redundant. Mm. So we um, and like this is actually a city we've actually properly purchased. So we actually give away one of our own from our own collection, which mm. is pretty hard for Metalhead to do. Normally, when you buy these things, they're very sacred to you. You want to keep them forever, but. All that means that you're going to pick an album of a great band and we'll probably buy it again to replace it. So more money to the bands we love. Yeah, we're talking about uh, honorable mentions right now, though. And there are some albums that didn't quite make the list because Daniel didn't want it on his list. Yeah. But um, I just felt like they really deserve to be acknowledged for uh, maybe taking a step in the right direction for a band, maybe just um, being consistently good. Or, uh, you know, ret- returning to form, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I might have said the same thing twice, but it doesn't matter because it's our list, damn it. Yeah, and I can't hear the replay anyway. <laughs> we, we can't afford an actual replay, so it's all, it's all live, man. All right, so the first honorable mention goes to Dark Tranquility, Atoma. Now, this band gets a shout-out because the album just before this one, I think it was a self-titled album, um, it was basically boring as batshit. Uh, watching Pain Dry has been the funniest thing I've done before this album, uh, and I did it just before it, right? And I would rather do that again uh, in G minor because... Um, oh. But this album here, Atoma, was great because it went to back to what they were strong at, and that's writing very strong and catching melodies. Thing is, though, for people who don't like feeling sad, um, this album is not good for them because you know, it made depressing bottles go down like Tic Tacs because this album's sad. It is. Again, this whole metal, like death metal stuff, it's like, it's great. I understand you trying to get the mood, and you do. You really hit the mood. But yep. if you're having a bad week or a bad day, you don't want to listen to this stuff because it just like it doesn't help you. Metal for me is like about empowering and getting really excited and happy. This stuff here, it's... It's very, very um, melancholy. Yeah, I loved it for that very reason. I get very sad. Uh, people don't know this about me, but when I do, uh, I put this stuff to balance me out for some reason. And I was like, wow, this guy's got it way worse than I do. <laughs> why, why do I need a drinking problem for? I don't even have problems compared to this guy. You yeah, know? that's the way of looking at it. I mean, look, again, the songs are great melodies, etc. They, they, they do what they do well. Uh, I reckon I, I wasn't happy with the production because nothing really pops, nothing stands yeah. out. Everything is just like the same tone the same intensity it's just like well i'm not nothing's really trying to capture me here yeah but, if you're not salivating on like the tears of the anguished uh i've asked for a while you just feel right. like oh yeah there he is crying again god that guy's so annoying dude all you do is cry but for me i'm like wow that guy's really fucking upset <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant like how do you get that sad yeah. can you tell me how you get that sad and you know that's my own shortcomings uh noted you know that's the yeah. way i love my metal and uh all the time uh, to balance it out, listen to something that's at least 300 beats a minute and has 17,000 notes put in three seconds. Which is the second band, I guess, which we um, think is an honorable mention as well, man. Yeah, Borders Retro Gore. Um, wow, the first half of this album is pretty decent. Um, you know, people who are into grindcore really need to get into this band. They deserve it. Uh, unfortunately, it falls really short of the album, one of the albums of the decade yeah. being um, Necronic Manifesto, Danny. That's the problem. Two years ago, I mean, this, this band, they, they like release an album every two years they're, they're no they're no like slouches if you go to like the back catalog you're there for a long time oh, to be that is, is, is like um grind course so you can probably listen to the back catalog within like an hour <laughs> yeah. but there's literally like every two years they release an album and two years ago they released no chronic manifesto and it knocks this album out of the park and that's the problem because it's so close to like probably the greatest album of like the last couple of years mm. you, you just hear this one like oh nah it's just it's just not as good as your yeah. previous album but generally noted like um they probably don't take as many risks and it doesn't feel as quirky or as um strong in certain departments it still is a very good and well-written album um yeah i just need a reason to give this guy a break and you know if people listen to him if they haven't already uh it's extreme but um, I've got mates who really don't like extreme metal and they've heard this band and been like, wow, that's tough as all hell nails, you know? And I'm like, well, if you like that, you should buy nails as well. Hey, there you go. <laughs> they're both, are they like the equal left? Now, to be fair, 
Water is a really longer song. It's more like three, three and a half. Oh, songs. yeah. To, to them, they're like, they're like Beethoven Symphony. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're progressive compared to now. So, oh, what are you doing, man? Uh, it's, it's like, wow, the song hasn't finished already. Oh, my God. <laughs> I sneezed. The song's I, not finished. I blinked and the song's still going. Jesus. <laughs> not too many news are cooked. This song's not finished. <laughs> uh, Avenged Sevenfold gets to number three, the stage. Now, we aren't Avenged Sevenfold, that all means. And for some reason, everyone else likes them, so we are specious reasoning. We need to decide to listen to it. I'm like, why would this the song that everyone else is listening to? You know, with the hipsters of metal, right? Apparently, yeah, yeah, at true. times. But uh, no, it wasn't because we wanted to do that. It's just because it just ended up happening that way. But um, yeah, Avenged Sevenfold wrote some great songs on this album. Very much a storyboard piece, but uh, it was done right, you know. Um, songs are well written. Uh, melodies are very strong. And yeah. um, each musician is at the top of their game, you know. So um, I heard that Nightmare is a little bit better than the album. Though. I've heard it from a lot of people that if you want more of a death metal, like more of a metal um, tangent, and something a bit more aggressive. So I really wish I re- reviewed that album instead, but <laughs> 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 that didn't come out in 2016. Yeah, yeah. So um, again, I have to recommend it. You know, these guys are popular for a very good reason, and they are very good musicians, um, very good at playing their instruments. But what they you can argue they're not great at is the whole uh, marketing side of it. Oh, this, this what album, a story that was. This album, to be fair, at least they, they try to do something new and courageous within their marketing side, but they end up just failing. Print, well, not badly. They still they still sell good amount of sales, but this one here, unfortunately, didn't sell as much as they were liking because they decided to um, just pop this album out without any uh, build-up. They, 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 they tricked people to saying, oh, the album's coming out in like December or something, so people weren't aware. Yeah. But then just one day, like the next day, okay, our album's out in stores, everybody buy it. People are like, oh, wow, really? Shut. It's not really even, there's no build up, there's no intensity, there's no chance for people to collect some cans and bottles to save up money to buy this album. They just dropped it out and unfortunately their first week sales suffered because of it yeah so uh, there you go guys that's some of the guys we wanted to make the list but couldn't quite find our home for but we thought you know if you guys like what you hear go ahead and check it out we're about to review our prize very soon Danny Ooh, but we have to talk about number two and even my number one probably before it gets surprised really? want- yeah we'll, we'll leave the um the giving to the end you know, we are- people aren't going to be happy with probably maybe the top two so Pe- we'll end them a good night people always want to see our sack and for that we say you have to wait like everyone else uh-huh. you know that's what Daniel tells the kids anyway right <laughs> <laughs> that's right wait until it warms up a bit <laughs> oh my god number two now this album was a late bloom it came right at the end and we were like we actually were stumped because we got one more week before we do the top 10. We have to review an album and we're like, well, what do we do, right? That's do neat. we just go ahead and give Metallica a bad review? Tremonsu <laughs> uh, did something. That was cool. But they were like, you know what? These guys are juggernauts. These guys have been around forever. And one of the guitarists is guilty of writing one of the, my favorite black death metal albums of all time being uh, Rapture. From Dragon Lord. If you haven't worked it out by now, we're talking about Testament. And Testament's album, Brotherhood of the Snake. Oh, my God. Danny, where did this come from? Honestly, this was like a pleasant surprise. Like I was, me and Matthew, I guess, I'm a bit more so was been to Thrash. I never really got into the Thrash scene because like, I grew up listening to like Deep Purple and Deer because of that. And then I just went straight from that to listen to like heavier stuff like Opeth and Strapping Young Lad and then just into that. So I missed the whole Thrash scene. So for me, this, this doing a Thrash album was kind of like, yeah, all right, why not, man? We'll, we'll try something new because it's a big scene, and especially in LA, people still love Thrash. And, yeah, it's a really great album. I was mm. really, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Now, we have to talk about how good this album is. It's ridiculous. For a thrash metal album, obviously, it's fast and it's pretty heavy, right? But there's so much more to that than that. You know, it's got plenty of things that make it different. You know, you could just remember hearing that, like, blast bit the whole through album, but you don't. You hear it for most of it. But everything else is what I'm talking about. You've got that beautiful, ballady kind of like rocking section, track four. Um, 
Um, we got the neoclassical sections like track eight. You've got the toughest like in the first track. Um, there's just so many more things about the album, like the track five. I think there's like a really cool chorus going on with that, and it kind of breaks it up a bit as well. The thrash middle masterpiece in track nine with that really cool riff in it that they play for like all two minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Danny, like, tell me about the album. Why did you love it so much, man? Yeah, for one, I was, again, being pleasantly surprised. But again, this is like a really good, just like true metal album. They they like, they, they, they tick all the boxes. They have the heavy sections, the, like the rock out section, a couple like, I guess, you won't call them breakout downs, you call them like rock out sections. Mm. Singing is great. Um, oh. Chuck Billy does a great tonality, um, emphasizes things well, has, has a bit more melodic singing as well, not just that grunge. Yeah, he changes it up, doesn't he, Danny? Yeah. Like, he goes to that really cool, like, tough, you know, kind of that field, yeah, yeah, kind of thing. But then his, his vocal range makes it sound like he's singing lower than he is, and you try to emulate, like, wow, this guy is naturally gifted. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, I look, again, I was just really present, pleasantly surprised. I thought Thrash, you know, I'd be just, it'd be like a nails type thing where it's just balls to the wall, just fast and... Oh. Heavy and it just beats loud. you the whole time. Yeah. But I found that uh, no, they don't. Like it beats you at times, but yeah, some of the other times it just makes you rock and you just want to beat your yeah. head. Like just great, great time, man. Again, changes tempos, changes feels. It, it, it does it does things that keeps you engaged and makes the songs yeah. different. It's really good. Even though like, the drumming is great, like oh. it's not just standard drumming. They do nice simple feels and again blast beats if need be or just like slow it down if need be as well and that's so. the thing like the the production values uh, the producer is someone that we have to credit for why this album was so good too and we're talking about Andy Sneap now you know him from Nevermore you know him from uh, basically any band really any other band some of their best albums are written are, are because this guy has been behind the wheel and what this guy does and what you can hear is he gets the best out of the musicians and the best out of the songs Right, so you hear the songs like "Wow, the songs kick ass," and they're playing. Oh, it's not like ridiculously a legion tire, even though they are the same, if not better, musicians than a legion. It's more honesty, more energy, and definitely the songs thrive because of it. Yeah, no, I don't know anything about this Brotherhood of the Snake. I'm not sure if it's like a new cult that we don't know about, and maybe we should know. Oh about. my god, we're putting these like fucking evangelicals over or something, or like <laughs> right. some some racist clan come over. They're like, oh my god, you just put over that racist album of the year. I'm like, did we like some people that follow us out of like car parks? Like, what are you following me for, man? Oh, you playing Brotherhood of the Snake, man? You know what that means, don't you? Oh, leave me alone. We'll see. We'll see us in the project. The two guys like <laughs> <laughs> the Super Mario Brothers are super racist brothers, bigoted and bold. <laughs> more, is it more shaved heads, like really shaved and skin back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, people like urging their kids not to shave their heads and all of an intro. Right. We've really got the orange shirts, like the, um, the orange group. That's yeah, right. These, um, these aren't for sale because of copyright infringements, but hell, we like them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, what, a gr- what a great album. Um, yeah. We're looking forward to reviewing albums like this, kind of came out of nowhere. So maybe some of the bigger bands that we never thought would work, but. Um, not Metallica. Yeah, lucky that if they review an album next year, I'm not reviewing it. <laughs> um, so here we come. There we go, guys. Our top ten. Let's run through the list for anyone who's uh, forgotten. All right. So at number ten, we had Ancient's Voices from the Void. Number nine, we had Sabaton, The Last Stand. Yep. Number eight, we had Godzilla. Godzilla. Magma. Uh, number seven, we had Pain Coming Home. Announced for number six, A Legion and Proponents of Sentinels. With number five, Nails. You'll never be one of us. That takes us down to number four, which is Omafaja. Which is in the name of chaos, and third is charred walls of the damned, creatures watching over the dead. We just reviewed then at number two, Testament Brotherhood of the Snake. So we are at number one. Yeah, um, if you see like some of the ones I read, like Gojira and Sabaton and Amphaja, they they're fun names to say because yeah. you put like like you put your fiction to make it a bit fun and clever. So that, that that's a, a lesson for you people out there in the future. If you want to get in our top 10, a great name goes a long way. That's right. And what other better name than this band right here 
Then Volbeat, seal the deal, and let's boogie. Wow, what a great band. Number one, King of All Kings. Literally one track that they repeated 12 times. And that's the thing. When you get one track really good, you can just do it 12 more times, and it's great. And the singing Sing. never changes. Uh, the best thing about the singing is it reminds me of my term, uh, Transformer 1986 movie where the lead singer sounds like Retgar from The Junk Planet. That yeah. When you can go to Nostalgia... You really know that you're really hitting the heartstrings, and that nostalgia is worth more than gold. Yeah, and even the song Battleship Chains, I mean, like, it's not corny, it's brilliant. You just need to pick the three most cliche lyrics of all time and just repeat them, and it is brilliant. Who cares if you're like over 30? Still, still <laughs> sing about like seven year old problems. It's just, it's just, so oh what makes God. you great? You can understand all genres and all generations. Right, right. Oh my God. Fun, man. Just, just fun stuff. Really, really great, awesome, and good. So we're going to announce our actual number one right oh. now because. Well, uh, you lied to me, man. You know. It, was, it wasn't offensively bad or good, that album. So, it didn't make any list. It got lost in baby metal uh, ubiquitous. So, the, uh, what, what is it when you get stuck in heaven and hell? Purgatory. Yeah, that's right. These guys are suck. <laughs> no, nah, they're cool. But we're going to talk about number one. No, oh, what is it? Uh, I don't remember it. Number one is like, Matthew like called it from day dot. And yeah. it, it took me a little bit of convincing. More so because I was pissing in his ear and trying to like, make him like, really sweat it out and really work for it. Yeah. But number one... Without further ado, we saw them live this year as well, so we can claim to their greatness is Flesh God Apocalypse, the King. There are a sole reason why there is a Super Metal Brothers. You know, we had to find our place in the whole entire Metal Kingdom. We thought, you know, radio shows, but Andrew Hogg's doing that, and he told us not to do it, and we believed him. It sounded like a lot of work and like a lot of money that we just don't really have right now. So uh, we thought, you know, it's going to be a podcast because we get to show our faces, so more people would definitely tune in because they have to watch us. Sorry for people who are tuning in right now. Uh, but this album here is the reason why we had to do it. We had to talk about bands that we love so much that we thought deserved um, a better spotlight and what a spotlight these guys are getting. We saw them in Belgium. Dang. Yeah, we saw them in Grass Pop Music Festival all the way in Belgium. We saw them in LA two years ago as well. Yeah. So we have seen them locally, but they're, they're fantastic. I mean, it's a band I didn't get into initially like a couple of years back when we remember that film clip song. I thought, no, nah, I didn't think much of them, but these guys are getting from strength to strength. The, the quality of their musicianship is... It's like people used to say Deep Purple were like the um, musicians, uh, musicians, musicians, because they were able to write orchestras mm. and very interesting ballads and songs. Well, I think Flesh God have taken that to like the modern age, and these guys here are these guys could go down as if like the the new Beethovens or the Wagners and stuff, because their their songs are actual uh, like. Orchestras. They the the sec they, they they do the whole album and then they do a bonus track album which is just all instrumental. So that, and that's how proud they are of their songwriting abilities and their, um what they can offer in the music world. It's just it's fantastic. I mean like the the great thing about these guys is that they put so many different elements in there. They have like opera singing in there, they cut back in they do a whole opera song, like an aria type thing, track seven or so, and then they go from there to, like brutal intro like in track two so they, they build up so intro and just mm. cut into a track two and then matt's favorite track 10 million deaths man <sighs> my god like literally the it's like everything like dane was saying the whole entire prospect of this album was to write a masterpiece i think like uh, the riffs that are going there are so unbelievably brilliantly heavy but the amount of, they're so proud of the work that was written with the sculptures which which seamlessly fit over something incredibly dark 
incredibly brutal. Uh, it's it's just should defy convention. It should just be a gimmick, but it wasn't. It was it was brilliant. Like the way I feel with some of these songs with orchestra is exactly how you should feel with music. Like the whole point is to make you feel something. You know, um, that's the whole point of great art. You know, it is, even if it might seem abstract or whatever, if it makes you feel whatever, and especially with the intentions of what these guys were trying to do, then they succeeded and. With metal masterpieces like A Million Deaths, it's just no reason why this album... It got number one before I had anything else the rest of the year. I just couldn't understand or even fathom how something could overtake this album, and uh, it didn't. Uh, yeah. It was just in the side. So, so today, uh, I listened to it again when getting the idea of what had to make the uh, the albums, and I had to put this on there. Um, oh, seeing the songs live, seeing them transition so well, and they're playing in front of massive crowds now. They've gone from playing in front of... They would have been small, you know. Such a hard, such a hard industry to market, you know, to market this kind of stuff, eh, Danny? Yeah, it is. I mean, again, they is it a style thing. So again, if you're like massive into progressive albums, which was big this year, you'll probably find it hard again to these guys because uh, their intensity is quite heavier than what you, you used to. But you have to understand that what they offer and how they write their songs and the and the, the technicality. And the, the roller coaster they put you through, it, it is it deserves so much credit and attention that, that that this is why you appreciate metal is because of people yeah. like this who are able to create these songs. They deserve praise, and um and sometimes in the in metal community they they don't mm. they don't always tr- um, warrant or give awards to people or acknowledge people who really deserve it's, to. It's truly yeah, it's truly disgusting that places like the Grammys and the Aries and all that would not give a metal album of the year they, they, they'll, they'll treat a performance or yeah. whatever and um, and to, to something like this which compositional work would have taken hours and days and months um, it's productions that how do you mix a, a 20,000 piece orchestra with such a wall of amount of sound and make it seem so um, tight and so um, constant and uh, all, all conglomerated together to make such an enjoyable listen and um I, I just don't understand how people haven't put this album higher than it is. There's just no reason. With bands like Meshuggah playing it fairly safe and keeping their cards pretty much close to their chest again, um, you know, Gojira, which had very much acknowledged parts that dropped right off, how this album was not on everyone's top one, for me, is just confusing because you can hear so much that went into this. There's so many blood, sweat, and tears. You can see that people lost years of their life or just the amount of arguments because everyone in this band writes songs. There isn't a one leader in the writing. Like they, I've watched the documentary, man. Everyone had to write. Sometimes the drummer wrote the guitar solo. Sometimes the guitarist wow. wrote the thing. That's the whole point of this band is that this is all of the parts together working. There isn't one person doing the songwriting. Um, and then that shows how great the songs are, you know, um, and how diverse and how much effort went into it, and with with the, with the orchestra as well, notwithstanding, you know, it's there's it, it a departure from away from their brutal sound the whole time, you know, with Flesh God with the previous albums like Labyrinth, um, yeah, it, it, it hits you pretty much the whole time, but this one doesn't. But when it does, it makes sure to really hit you. Yeah, no, look, it's, it's a great album. Everybody should just give a listen to it. I mean, again, if you're not into the style. It can be a bit heavy. Well, that's again, that's what makes metal different. It's subjective, but for technicality yeah. and song structure, you, you have to give it to this band, and that's why we've gave it the number one. Yeah, it's a great album. It's a great album. Go ahead and do yourself a favor, guys, and buy this album. Uh, wherever you are, you know, I would listen to it. You know, it's just it's a masterpiece. It's an absolute masterpiece, and um, 
I just get, yeah, I just love talking about it so much. Uh, Italian brothers, go ahead and buy the spaghetti while you're at it too. Yeah, and out. wine as well. Oh, yeah. what kind of mer- uh, brilliant merchandising? You know what I mean? Diversify he, your bonds, man. If, if you want to show it, there's a drummer doing how to cook the flesh god of apocalypse pasta at 240 beats a minute. Yeah, he's, he's got his practice pad out there and he's doing his drum practice to the pasta to make sure that it yeah. comes out the best he can. Using the drumsticks to like the, to, to stir it and stuff, man. It's pretty authentic, you know. So, uh, before we close it up, guys, firstly, we have to thank everyone who's tuned in today. Um, first time we've gone live. Will we do it again in the future? Maybe. Who knows? It took me a hell of a lot of time. Yeah. The reason why we're half an hour delayed because this thing was a beast. I had to download all these things for it. But, uh, 20 million viruses. Oh, that's fine. No worries, man. Probably bounced out the virus I had before. <laughs> so, like, now it's like, uh, like, like Mr. Burns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's keeping him alive right now. It's all these viruses are keeping my computer alive. Um, so, uh, let's go go ahead and uh, give one lucky listener a, uh, a free CD. Now, um, what we're doing here, obviously, anyone who put their favorite album this year onto our Facebook wall, uh, yeah, we're, we're in the running right now to win a free CD. Now, how many names did we get in the end, Denny? I think it was, was it five or six? Something like that. Yeah, I think we had like about six names. So, one of the six people are going to get it. So, I'm going to lift yeah, up so- the head. I'm going to lift it up. Everything was head. He's going to pick a winner oh, out. Okay. Yeah. So, Danny, pick oh, my I name see out. They hate me if they win. That's uh, right. Plays I didn't do person. anything. That's the age. Daniel oh, did oh, it. this one. This one feels like it's a winner. All right. <laughs> <laughs> of course, because I picked it. All right. Should we read it out? Uh, All right. Win? But before we read it out, uh, I want to mention this to the other people who didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they are yet because Daniel's got the winner in his oh, hand. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is not fixed. All right, who you want to, Danny? Tell us who wins a free CD signed by their favorite, favorite Supermail Brothers. Well, the winner is the one and only Braden CFC. Oh, my God, With Braden Amon Amath. Oh, we didn't even rig it. Oh, my God. It wasn't God. even rigged. Look. Didn't look, even ring it. Hat. Look, names. Oh, oh shouting the names. Oh, they're there. All right, so... Um, Sorry, buddy. We're going to have to somehow get the CD to this guy. He lives all the way in Adelaide, South Australia, which means anywhere from a five to ten minute drive to see him, which might just be too far. Um, that's fine. We'll make it work somehow. So, uh, Braden, we're going to send you the list to your wall right now, and you're going to have to choose one CD, and we're going to sign it for you, dude. And uh, as long as it's not Flesh God Apocalypse, we'll still be best friends. <laughs> I really don't want to buy that album again for myself. He's going to pick Flesh God, isn't he, Danny? Uh, I don't know, man. If you like a Monomath, Sabaton is like a, a weaker version to Monomath, so oh maybe you might go there. Dude, you should definitely get Sabaton. You know what? Devin Townsend album? Oh, we're going to put that in our top 10. You get that album, I reckon, because, um, yeah. yeah, I can't remember it. But, um, yeah, we're going to send that list here right now. Um, I guess this is the end, though, for the for the Superman Brothers this year, Danny. It is. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in, like liking us on the wall. Um, Posting comments for us, I'm um, answering our questions. We really appreciate all the or any any type of um, interaction between fans and people out there. Really appreciate it. it really makes it worthwhile. It's really really yeah. Like it. We've got a lot of a uh, few people now who have just come on our wall and want to hear what we have to say about things. Uh, so we're going to do next year is get into albums that people want us to review, whether it be a retro review or an album of the year that we want to do it, covering news stories, more interviews, and uh, really try to uh, push certain uh, certain conversations that uh, not many other people out there are willing to go with or can't be bothered to do yeah exactly and like we we have no ties to any like markets or companies or corporations so we try to be honest and yeah. give honest opinion on what's out there yeah so uh, and you've probably heard it this year from our opinions at the metal basic journalism or the, the fall of it uh, to uh, the rise of production in uh, the CDs but uh, apart from that 
what a hell of a year it's been. We'll be out for a couple of weeks. We're going to come back in January uh, to review all your favorite CDs of the year, I guess, Sonny. Yeah, definitely. And maybe your number one might be something you agree with next year. Maybe it won't be. But in the meantime, you know, have a Merry Christmas. Look after yourselves. Uh, yeah, enjoy oh, yourselves. Until next year, I'm Super Metal Brother Matt. And I'm Super Metal Brother Dan. We have been the Super Metal Brothers. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're going to catch you next year, guys. Have a safe holidays.